Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your teacher and host, Eddie Hyatt, and we are continuing today in our exciting study through Paul's letter to the believers in the ancient city of Ephesus. Ephesus uh, was and is located, it is still there today, it's located in what would be presently the country of Turkey, what is called Asia Minor, and uh, it was a, a major city of that day. The population is estimated to have been uh, around 200,000 and was a major commercial center and the home of the famous female goddess Artemis. Um, Artemis is the Greek name. The Romans called her Diana. And her magnificent temple, which was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And you can read about Paul's ministry there in uh, Acts chapter 19. And this is a letter that he later wrote to those same people that you will read about in, in Acts chapter 19. And we're going to begin reading today in chapter 3, where we left off yesterday, and we'll begin reading at verse 8, and we're going to go down through verse 13, as uh, this constitutes another paragraph. And so beginning at verse 8, you remember yesterday, our, uh, our emphasis was, uh, Paul said that, that, that he talked about the mystery of Christ and, and uh, something which had been hidden but was now being brought out into the open, that Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers uh, of the promises of God, fellow heirs with, with the Jews. Uh, through Christ, we are all being reconciled back to God. We all are in need of him. Uh, no, the Jews have not kept the law, and so they're guilty before God. G Gentiles are guilty before God, and so we all needed a Savior. And so God is reconciling the world to himself. Now, when I say he's reconciling the world to himself, I'm talking about he's provided uh, an atonement for sins for the whole world, but only those who accept it in faith only those who turn to him in faith receive the blessing and the benefits of his atoning work. So I want to make that clear because there is, there seems to be a reviving of universalism uh, in, in the world today and in the church today that, that uh, everybody's going to be saved regardless of whether they put their faith in Jesus or not. That's not true. The Bible clearly does not teach that. So we'll begin reading at verse 8. And uh, so we, we left off yesterday talking about the mystery that is now revealed that uh, Jews and Gentiles are fellow heirs uh, and one body in Christ. And he says in verse 8, To me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Uh, I think... I see something in Paul's character here. He 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 is not puffed up with pride. Um, I hear I hear even Christian leaders sometimes, and they come across as though they feel like God is really lucky to have have them on His side. <laughs> no, we are the ones that's blessed. Um, uh, we are all dispensable, and uh, we are blessed and highly favored that God has stooped down to call us to himself and to use any of us. 
And this is what Paul is saying. To me who am the least, less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me. Paul is still amazed that Jesus chose him to be his servant, to be his apostle to the Gentiles, to take his message to the Gentile world. To me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable riches of Christ. And Paul wrote in, in another letter, Colossians chapter 3, uh, 3, verse 2, he referred to how that in Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And here he speaks of the unsearchable riches of Christ. No, you no, I don't know it all. You don't know it all. Uh, nobody knows it all. And if anybody comes across insinuating they've got it all together, uh, I suspect they're 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 too full of themselves because Paul, even now, at this time, he's been serving the Lord for many years and preaching the gospel. He still speaks of the unsearchable riches of Christ. There's he knows there's still so much more that he has not fathomed. And he calls it unsearchable. Reminds me, when I was a kid, we uh, I, we had relatives in New Mexico, and we went to what was they called it the bottomless lakes. Uh, now I'm going to have to look into that, but they called it the bottomless lakes. I got a feeling that was some kind of caverns, underwater, underground, underwater caverns, and so on. Uh, but but the riches of Christ are bottomless. There's no end to them. And so, so we're always growing. We're always learning. There's always room to grow and learn in Jesus. Never come to the place where you feel that you have arrived. And, and, and don't hang out with people who come across as though they think they have arrived. We're all on the growing edge. And so to me, who am, the, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. There he's talking about the mystery again. Remember when we see mystery, it's not a riddle. It's about something that has been hidden, but is now being brought out into the open. In other words, it's God's time. And you know, and God has his timing to bring certain things out into the open. He has his timing to teach you and I certain things. Just like a, a, a child in school, uh, a child in the first grade is not going to be taught, you know, mathematic calculus and uh, uh, trigonometry and different things. No, it's not time. And there, God has his timing in our lives when he will make things known to us and reveal them to us. And we have to stay patient with our eyes on him, serving him, walking in what has been made known to us, being obedient to what he has re revealed to us this time. And we will continue to move forward and his will and, and his understanding will unfold as we walk in his ways. Uh, I'm reminded of a, of a psalm that speaks of this. I think it's Psalm 84. 
it says um, uh, that that those who trust in the Lord, the path of the righteous. Here it is: the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that grows brighter and brighter until the perfect day. And the psalmist is pic- picturing someone who has started out on their journey before daylight. And so the path is dark, but as the sun begins to come up over the horizon, their path grows brighter and brighter <laughs> until the perfect day, until they can see clearly. And so that is the way with us in following the Lord. Um, the path of the righteous is as the light of dawn. As we follow the Lord, our way grows brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Now let's go ahead and read the rest of these verses. He says, and to make all see what is the fellowship of his mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. It's been hidden, but now Paul says it's being brought out into the open in the gospel. He says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Now, there is something about the gospel that when the church lives and walks in the gospel, uh, it, 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 the, the wisdom of God is revealed in us and through us to the principalities and powers. Now, this could include both good principalities and powers and bad principalities and powers. But, but whatever it may be, there is a revelation through us to the spiritual realm that God is bringing forth as we walk in him and fulfill his purpose and understand the mystery that he has brought out into the open, there is a revelation uh, to the spirit world of the manifold, which means many-sided, of the manifold, many-sided wisdom of God. And verse 11 he says, it's according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom, personal pronoun talking about Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Yes, we don't, we don't have access and boldness into God's presence through ourselves but only through faith in Jesus. Keep your faith in Jesus, not in yourself. Don't don't let your faith be in how you've done today. How long you prayed, how many scriptures you read. Yeah, we need to pray. We need to read the Bible. But don't let your faith be in your own performance. Let your faith be in Jesus Christ and him and him alone. And then we'll close today with verse 13. He says, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Paul is suffering tribulation because he has obeyed God and taken the good news of Jesus to the Gentile world. He is suffering tribulation, but the message is bringing salvation and it is for their glory. And you know, even when we suffer trials and tests for being obedient to God, somebody those somebody is benefiting from our obedience, and it is to their glory. It is to their blessing and their benefit when we obey. And we may not we may not know the extent of it until we get to heaven, but just know if you're suffering any kind of persecution or or any kind of tribulation because 
of your obedience to God, there is blessing that is abounding, and it will it will eventually come out into the open because of your obedience to Jesus. Paul may have been in prison when he was writing this, and he was in prison because he had obeyed the call of God, but he knew that his obedience was redounding, blessings flowing out to the Gentile world, and even through this letter here, we're being blessed today, 2,000 years later, reading this letter that he wrote. I'm Eddie Hyatt, and this is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast, and I would like to uh, encourage you to go over to my website, eddiehyatt.com. You'll find a lot of resources there that will bless you. Uh, if you would like to give an offering to uh, support uh, our ministry, it's uh, you'll find different ways to give right there on the homepage of the website. And uh, we're not, we are underwritten by the volunteer gifts of people who are blessed by our ministry. We're not underwritten by any organization or church or denomination. Um, God is our source. We belong to Him. We are serving Him. So thank you for being obedient to the Spirit of God. And um, watch for my new book, Discovering the Real Jesus. Paul, I, I, and I have a, a chapter in there about Paul, Paul's revelation of Jesus, but because Paul discovered the real Jesus. And uh, it's going to be a great blessing to you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.